welcome to Pagan Spirituality Today. I'm your host, Kveldrida. It has been over two years since I produced my last episode, and I have been having a terrible time just getting started, figuring out what I want to say and how I want to say it. I have begun to record an episode about a half a dozen times thus far, and I haven't been really happy with anything. I have a few things that I want to tell you. It seems that there are new folks coming to the show all the time. Episode number one, two, and three were deleted off of Podbean and I believe off of iTunes a while back because I was running out of disk space. So I thought, if nothing else, I would kind of reset the bar on who I am and where I am. I need to get back into the swing of doing the show. I need to get comfortable with the microphone again. And I was hoping that this would be a way that I could do that. Here goes. Today is December the 29th, 2013. It is about 1 in the morning right now. To reset the stage, I'm 45 years old. I have been a pagan since 1989, although generally I consider myself more of a shaman than any other specific title. I have learned about a lot of traditions over the years and practiced a lot of things. The closest title that you could say that I fit would be eclectic Norse Germanic, but even that is really a far cry from the whole story. Oni has a different eclectic path. I live in Virginia, near Richmond, on a small farm that I rent with my wife. We have four acres. We keep goats and chickens. We have some ducks and we have guineas right now. The farm life has become for us the most fulfilling way of life. Before we moved to Virginia in May of 2010, we had lived a relatively normal suburban life, small home in a small town in Washington State. We've lived all over the country over the course of the 18 years that Oni and I have been together. It is 18 years this month. We have not been farmers our entire lives, though we have been pagans most of our life. We came to a rural lifestyle because of our pagan beliefs, because we wanted to experience a more direct relationship between nature and our daily life. We also do eat some of the animals that we raise. We sell the eggs from the chickens. We wanted to have a direct connection in our daily life between the food that we eat to an extent, we still obviously go to the grocery store, and to the entire cycle of birth, life, and death. We wanted to experience that in a way that we felt we could do only directly, that we would not learn the things we wanted to know through reading or through other people's experiences. We understand this is not a lifestyle that is appealing to most people. We don't have kids, so there is not the extra duties involved with child rearing as well as running a hobby farm. This is kind of what we do instead of kids. We have lived a lot of places over the 18 years that we've known each other. We've lived in Virginia, Ohio, Washington State, and now we're back in Virginia again. Oni and I, as longtime listeners will know, have had a lot of different experiences, different cultures, different magical systems, different friends over the years that we have worked with and learned from and, and taught things to. We tried a more suburban lifestyle 
a few years back where we bought a house and had a number of cars and did the things that, that regular American people did. There was nothing wrong with those things, but we did not find them particularly fulfilling, which is one of the reasons why we came here and decided to try hobby farming as something more directly fulfilling since we had never really been fulfilled by our careers, by our jobs. Oni was a chef for a long time. She's not working this year. She's taken a year off to think about what the future holds for her. I had been a temp worker in the transportation industry when I moved to Virginia. I've been driving a truck for 19 years now. I did eventually find full-time permanent work with a medical products company. I do surgical product delivery, which is a, it's a good job. It pays well. It has a nice track record, good benefits, that sort of thing. But really, it's just a job. Oni and I find our fulfillment in other aspects of life. And this is why we have been so careful to try and structure a life that works for us beyond getting through the day-to-day. -day. We are very good at earning money and making a living and being responsible. We have those things well in hand. The things we did not feel that we had well in hand was personal fulfillment, despite the fact that we're spiritual, despite the fact that we're religious. Things were not where we wanted them to be when we decided to move to Virginia. We have been steadily remedying some of those issues, but unfortunately other problems have come up in the meantime. And I'll go into those problems a little later in today's show. But back to the history. Oni and I studied magical systems over the years, different things that we have enjoyed or found to be useful in one degree or another. We are not terribly magical at this point. We are more spiritual and religious. We are looking for relationship, whether that relationship is to what you would call God or goddess or a series of gods. We look at reality as having a series of gods. We are polytheist, but we also believe that at the top of the pyramid, if you will, there is God the Creator, that singular thing of which we are all part, but it's not the kind of thing that you can have a relationship with. It's not something that you can have a direct understanding with. There are gods more within the reality that we live that you can have direct relationship with, and this has been our way of practicing for the entire time that we have been pagan dealing with spirits and gods and ancestors as directly as possible, as closely in a relationship as possible. We continue to worship that way today. We feel that the cycle of life and death that we are learning on the farm has been instrumental in changing certain ways that we understand our own life and understand the way that we fit within the universe. At some point, I will probably do an episode that talks about those understandings, those things that we feel like we've learned, but I don't think this is the time to do that. It's a heavier episode in some ways, and it's something that I would need to spend a lot more time getting straight in my mind. How do you communicate those lessons? How do you communicate to someone who hasn't had those experiences? What does it mean? How does it feel? So we're going to put that on the back burner for right now, but it is something that I will eventually be talking about. As far as this show goes, 
I have missed it. That's true. The reason that I have come back is because you, the fans, have asked for it. I have received many emails and Facebook messages and comments asking where have Oni and I gone? What has happened to the show? Will it be coming back? There are new people finding the show all the time. The numbers, the download numbers, continue to increase. I have about a thousand hits every month. And as I said, I haven't done a show in two years. There's clearly a demand for pagan content in the podcast world. I do feel like I have things to say, but at the same time, I don't remember how to communicate in the way that I did when the show was new in 2009. There are reasons for that. Uh, things have happened to Oni and I that have been, honestly, I would say heartbreaking. And it's been very difficult for us. So I guess I'll get into that now. I have had guests on this show from time to time over the first two years of its existence. For one reason or another, we are not friends with any of the people that have appeared on this show in the past. We had a falling out with one of those folks about this time last year. Let me explain something before I get into that, because the rest of this explanation will not make sense without understanding this one fact. Oni and I are very old-fashioned in one respect. We believe that honor, your word, matters tremendously. If you make commitments to a person, to God, to your spouse, whatever they may be, you should not break those commitments without significant soul-searching and extraordinary circumstances or reasons. When you make a commitment to something, when you are honor-bound, we expect you to be serious about that. Granted, not every human being lives this way, and we understand that, so we don't hold people to that standard when they demonstrate that they are not interested in that standard. But if you're our very dear friend, our very, very close friend, it's because we believe that when you say you will honor your word, you will. Last year, one of our closest friends in the world basically turned their back on all the commitments, all the honor-bound issues that I thought defined who that person was. In addition, the way that these commitments were relinquished was, to me, personally, I thought it was shameful. I thought this person basically turned their back on people who had gone tremendously out of their way to help them and move, move them forward spiritually and emotionally. And then said person asked Oni and I to follow them and break our commitments as if they didn't know who we were, as if they didn't understand anymore that honor mattered to us. This disintegration, which was, by the way, extremely painful, and Oni and I were extremely offended and hurt by the entire affair, caused the disintegration of other relationships that we had because all of our friends were very closely intertwined and for one reason or another when push came to shove the folks that claimed they knew us in and out that they loved us for the way that we are didn't and those relationships broke up 
over the past year or so, leaving our entire social structure decimated to the point where for about eight or nine months, I had decided that I was going to give up on people completely as emotional friends, as spiritual companions, that Oni and I were going to spend the rest of our lives with acquaintances. We were not going to put the kind of energy into relationships that we had in the past. The friends that we lost, we had known for a minimum of 15 years, and some of them longer. We thought these were the friends we would grow old with, as you do when you reach your 40s. I had never in my life before lost all faith in people. If you listen to the earlier episodes of this show, one of the things that is most clear about me at that time was that I love people, that I enjoy the interaction between people. I enjoy their stories. I enjoy their thoughts and their ideas. I enjoy their experiences. For eight or nine months of my life in the last year, I could not care less about people. I could not believe that there was any possibility of forming positive relationships with folks in the future. During the time that all this was happening, the disintegration of our social circle, since we had moved to Virginia, I had been in a fairly introspective period anyway. I haven't been talking to people that much. I haven't had that much to say. I have been mostly lost in my own thoughts, lost in my own experiences. This falling out was devastating in so many different ways, but mostly it was just plain heartbreaking to think that you could put so much time and energy into relationships, 15, 16, 17 years long, and come to find at the end that people don't know you or they don't like you at your core, despite what they've said all that time. That was something I never imagined because I'm a very open person. I'm a very honest person. I tell you what I think particularly the things about me that I think are not great, the things that I think other people will have a problem with, I don't hide those things from my friends. I make it very clear that I'm a bit overly judgmental and that I have sometimes a temper. And things like this, if you know me well in person, these are not hidden from you at all. It seemed as though Oni and I were not good enough, not good enough to fight for as friends. And we both found that devastating. That does not explain why I haven't done a podcast in two years, but it definitely explains why I have not been in an emotional place to approach the podcast. This last year, I have felt so raw all the time. When I listen back to the old episodes, I hear a happier, more contented me emotionally, spiritually. And I haven't been in that place for such a long time now, I don't want to do a show where I'm complaining about things. I don't want to do a show where I am angry all the time or upset about this or that. The reason I didn't think I could come back to the show was this devastating emotional hurt. As those of you who follow me on Facebook have seen, I have been doing a lot of spiritual cleansings. I've been doing a lot of ruminating on that place emotionally I was two or three years ago, it has helped a lot. It has helped me get past the worst 
of this falling out. In more mundane ways, things are actually going very well. I have a very good job that I like, and it pays enough money that Oni can take a year off. We don't have a lot of money left over, but we can maintain the farm. We can make choices, and she can determine what the course of the rest of her life will be. We're in our 40s now. It's time to decide what are we going to do for the rest of our lives. We have the luxury in a lot of ways to take the time, think through our lives at this point. What do we want to have? What is missing? Where are we hoping to get to in the next five years, the next 15 years? Spiritually, I would say we feel as close to God's as we have ever. It is the emotional and the social side of our lives that has been significantly lacking since we moved to Richmond. We have met some really nice people, but we have not met that many people we feel close to. We find it hard to trust people who do not fit a certain mold, a certain personality spectrum. We are not the most trusting people in the world. We have been burned a lot of times. So it is easy for us to have acquaintance friends because we feel that we're pretty open, pretty honest, but it is difficult for us to have deep friendships because we want them to be based on something, something in common. Our spirituality differs a lot from the average pagan, certainly from folks who do not practice a religion at all or who are not spiritually inclined. We have had this problem our whole lives, and we are used to having an issue connecting with people who are not similar to us in character or nature. We understand that. It's something of a character flaw. We get that. We are prepared to live with it. We are changing it to the degree that we can, but there's only so much change you can do about your core nature. You are who you are, and we try to work that in the most positive way, but we are not always successful, which is why we tend to invest so much time and energy in a few deep friendships. And when they exploded, we honestly didn't know what to do. And for a long time, it unbalanced everything in our life and in our perspective. I am hoping that the podcast is therapeutic for me, is a way for me to recover my better self. Also, I am hoping that the podcast is helpful for you. All of those people who have asked for episodes to continue, I don't know what you want to hear. I don't know what kinds of topics or issues you would like to have discussed. I have been out of the pagan community in the larger scope for a while. There's a lot of things I don't understand about people who call themselves pagan today. For a while, I toyed with the idea of not using the word pagan to describe myself anymore. I considered using the word shaman exclusively. I decided against it, but it, it had occurred to me because a lot of the things I hear in the few pagan podcasts that I listen to or reading some blogs and other things online, I don't understand what a lot of people are defining as pagan anymore. I'm not clear what that word is supposed to mean at this point. So consider me someone well outside of the mainstream in pagan thought at this point. 
consider me someone who has spent the last three years minding my own business, living my own life. All of you who have found this show useful in the past, who have learned something from it or enjoyed it in some way, I would like for you to tell me what is it you want to hear about so that I can structure things in a way that I'm moving forward and you're moving forward. Maybe that is too ambitious a goal, but it's what I'm hoping for. On that note, let me remind you of a number of things. I have a Facebook fan page called Pagan Spirituality Today. You can email me at PaganSpiritualityToday at gmail.com. No hyphens or spaces. PaganSpirituality at gmail. And you can listen to it from Podbean.com. That's the hosting site. You can also leave comments on Podbean. Send in your ideas, your thoughts, your questions, anything that will help me understand what you guys are looking for. And I will greatly appreciate it. I'm sorry that this episode has been all over the map. As I said, I am having a hard time getting my voice back. But I'm going to work on it. I'm not going to obsess, which is in my nature. Oni will join me from time to time in the future. But it will not be a two-person cast in general. I'm not sure that there's anything else I want to tell you at this point. Except that I am glad to be back. I hope you are all safe. I hope you are all happy. And now we'll be back in 2014. Blessed be. <laughs>